Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Benchwarmers, the podcast. I'm your host, Terry Cruz. And today, Steven Seagal joins me. Hi, Steven. Hi, Terry. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Doing so, well, thanks. Good, good. So um, for people that don't know, Steven and I have been friends since high school. Uh, we met in high school. And we have a lot of in, co- in common, I think. We definitely I don't know if you'd do. say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we like uh we like planes. We like hockey, specifically Detroit hockey. Um Mark Correct. is not here today. He he's too busy getting educated and, and stuff. Uh he we needs to graduate. So yeah, he he does want, want to do that. So we're gonna do this solo. Uh I'm gonna try to do the show by myself with Steven. Um but now we can talk about the Red Wings and then not have a fan of another team butt in in our conversation. Exactly. It'll, it'll be great. Although I'm not sure we can <laughs> brag about the Red Wings at the moment, but hopefully well, soon. Yeah, I, I, I trust in the Iser plan. I, I don't know if you've been paying attention or not, all the draft picks that we've had. And... I have. Yeah, we've had a good draft so far. What do you think for the future? You think uh, come next season we'll be somewhat better? I'd like to think so. I'm still not sold on the um, on the coaching front, um, but I trust Stevie Y, and I trust that um, you know the decisions that he makes are are both for short and long term benefit. So, yeah, buying out Applicator's contract, uh, not resigning Erickson or Daly. Yeah, I, I think I think that that. I, th- I think Erickson being gone is okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, and, and oh, and Jimmy Howard not coming back uh, instead of signing Thomas Grice from the Islanders? Yeah, I don't know. I, we, we, it, we, I'll just say that I, I don't think we can um, get much worse um, as far as the consistency <laughs> of, of, gold, of the goaltending for the last couple seasons, so... Um, I think that making that change was it was right. We were ready for it, and and I I think um, to to be fair to Howard, the defense has been bad these last couple seasons for sure. Um, hopefully last season was the worst it ever got, and hopefully we uh, can see some exciting hockey out of Detroit again. That'd be great. Yeah, no, I think it'll be great, and it's sad that. Doc Emmerich's retiring as well. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. So it'll be a really strange next season with so many changes to the Red Wings and changes um, from the broadcasting booth as well. Yeah. Oh, I want to also want to point out that for the sports season this year, it seems like it's a possibility that LA or Tampa will win every championship on in every major sport possibly. Except football, Possibly. maybe. Well, you know, I think you could say with football as well. I think you could say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have at least some shot of making it into the postseason, and the Rams as well. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because hockey went to Tampa, basketball to L.A., and the World Series, so baseball could go to L.A. or Tampa. It could. It will. 
Yeah, I will go to either Tampa or LA. It's the Florida-California connection there on sports. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and it could have went to another Florida team with the Heat in basketball, but wouldn't have been Tampa. That's true. That's true. Could have went to another Florida team. Yeah. So, Stephen, have you been? Haven't seen in a long time. It's been a really long time. It's been good. I've, I've, um, I have a startup, and so I've been working hard at that. Um, we work on, um, we work on, um, we work in politics and the elections coming up November 3rd. All of you should vote. Make sure you vote if you haven't. And um, so we're in our crunch time right now. Um, so things are quite busy, but should slow down um, after, after the election. And then maybe we can, um, I don't know, go up for a flight or at least, well, when does hockey start? <laughs> Uh, well, catch yeah, that I think they want to start in January, but we'll yeah, see if when, that happens. When do they? I guess it's. I guess the the question is not wh- when is it going to start. When do they want to start? Um, okay, January. Interesting. Well, so I haven't really heard about their reopening plans, but I'm assuming they can't do bubble um, bubbles like they did before because it'll be too large. So they're just going to have to reopen baseball style. I, they're probably wanting to do that. I haven't really read into it, but yeah, I think that's the way they're going to probably go. Interesting. I wonder if Canada will sign off on that since they're much more strict about yeah. COVID and um, rightfully so, and have very few cases. They probably want to keep things secure. Yeah, or they could they could do it uh, Formula One style and not have, not have any fans in the stadium. That's true. And just that have all the teams travel like normal, just with no fans. But With no fans. I think yeah. that the owners would be upset about that. <laughs> but, you know, you saw that play out in baseball, and it seemed to do pretty well. There were some setbacks. But I think ultimately, at the end of the day, baseball did all right. I think everybody did all right. The one that is the question mark is football. Um, they seem to have just stumbled right into the beginning of the season. You know, baseball took um, took some time and put in a ton of precautions, and um, you know, has had things like the announcers were not going to be actually at the stadium, but rather offsite in some studio, and these types of things. And the NFL, right from week one, was allowing fans. So it yeah. seems that the NFL is the most vulnerable of the. Um, didn't have a bubble. Um, is at the start of their season, not at the end of their season, where they could limit teams. Um, and so we'll see if the NFL makes it through the whole season, especially with, um, COVID cases expected to rise. Yeah. Um, we'll see how COVID goes as we go into winter time and, and, uh, seeing that Europe is already seeing, I guess, second waves, if you can call it that. Yeah, I think so. I think a second wave is what we would describe Europe and us. I don't know. We are on multiple waves, I would say. Yeah. Potentially the third <laughs> wave. If you... We never got over the first wave. <laughs> yeah, we are still in the first wave. Right, exactly. But how are you doing, Terry? I'm doing great. i um, been working uh, still at the flight school. Um, uh, that's been good. Kind of starting to see a little slowdown, but it should pick up again just because we've graduated a lot of, of uh, students lately. So that's good. Uh, 
the Ducks, well, we'll see whenever hockey starts again. Maybe we'll have some, you know, games at the Honda Center. I can go back work in Ice Crew there. And the other job that uh, we cannot name on this show, um, the anthropomorphic mouse. Who knows when uh, we'll get to go back to that. Ah, yes. Yes, I've heard many opinions of this. And yes, I, I, think I, I have none. I am letting, I am a independent voice in this matter. Um, I, I, I can't, it's, it's terrible, but, um, I guess I just defer to the public health experts on that one. Yeah. And, and that's what we can do because they're the people, uh, that shouldn't, you know, that know all about this. So exactly. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So for like Liz, yeah, I, I, (laughs) who knows? Hopefully things change and we can get back to normal, but I don't see that happening. Right. Okay, Stephen. Well, um, for people that don't know you, what would you tell somebody about yourself? I'm, I'm a bit of a schizophrenic when it comes to, to life. And, um, that means I just take on all sorts of things and have the attention span of a very small um, animal, perhaps a squirrel. Um, I would like or a goldfish. Maybe even a goldfish. Um, I don't know. That might be too um, self-deprecating, but I. But perhaps, perhaps I'll just go with the goldfish. Um, they last a long time, and um, so there. I guess I'm a goldfish, but I, I like to take challenges on and um i um when things become complacent um i find them boring and so i like to to t- i like to constantly have a challenge to keep me going um and i'm in the middle of one right now um starting a company is a ever shifting challenge which is what i like and so you know for the time being i don't think i can get sick of it but um i like to push boundaries um, opinionated sometimes gets me in trouble and, you know, I'm never afraid to, to, to speak to anybody about anything. So, um, that's, those are my traits. Those are my characteristics. like to have fun. Definitely like to have fun. Um, have no concept of money or savings. And so I'm always, I'm always living as if today could be the last, and my bank account reflects that always and forever, perhaps. And <laughs> so that is um, right until I, until maybe someday I find a partner and that person instills in me the importance of, of um, saving one's money. But for now, I'm free to just spend it, which is great because I'm perhaps single handedly maintaining America's economy by purchasing things on Amazon. So <laughs> did you buy stuff on Amazon day? I actually didn't. Um, I just do it all the time that Amazon day doesn't seem special to me. I, yeah. I looked and I was like, I already got that. Um, and so there was really nothing on there that I really needed. I think I'm being a little bit more frugal right now. Um, I don't know why, but heading into the winter, I know I'm going to be buying a lot of things for people for Christmas. And so I've, I've tamped down my spending over the last month, 
but I am, um, I, I do, I did book a crazy trip. I'm going tomorrow to Detroit and back. It's like a 16 hour trip on Delta just to fly a specific plane type in a specific fare class. So um, only you would do that. <laughs> that is what I'm doing. Jesus. I noticed okay, that Delta Delta's flying the A three fifty on some domestic routes. They're retiring the triple seven. So it was I was I could fl- I could go try to get on a final triple seven flight on Delta, which I would love to do. They have some between Atlanta and, and New York at the end of the month. Or but that come that coincides with the election, which is on the third. So we're going to be dealing with a lot of things on the 30th, 31st, which is when those flights are. Or they're having some one-offs, A350 uh, repositioning flights from Detroit to, to Los Angeles on um, on Delta. And so I decided that I would fly to Detroit and back on the A350 and Delta, um, Delta One, on the Delta One suite. And it was only like 600 bucks round trip or something. And so I was like, well, that's, I have to do that. And it gives me enough time to where I'm not in the middle of election preparations. So that's what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm flying out on a red eye. We'll spend the the day in Detroit working at the club and then fly home in the Delta One suite. Isn't that what everyone does on Thursdays and Fridays? Jesus Christ, no. (laughs) That's what I I, do. No, I'm at this point in my life. I've, I think I've flown more hours in a Cessna than I have in an airliner at this point. Well, I would think so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How many hours are you at now? Oh, somewhere just a little over 300 hours. Not much. Okay. Oh. But uh, slowly working my way towards flight instructor. And then that's hopefully when, uh, yeah, when everything kicks off. So, how is that industry for, people like yourself and those who might be listening, how is it for aspiring um, pilots? Well, um, if you're in the shoes of my fellow colleagues at the flight school who just got their 1500 hours and uh, well, the airlines are not hiring. Um, So two of our- They're laying off. Yeah, yeah. So two of our flight instructors got to that magic 1500 and- um, well, they went to interview at a charter company. One got picked up. Uh, the other one is expected to get picked up in um, December. So they applied. Also charter or all, commercial? Yeah, charter at the same company. Okay. Um, out of John Wayne. So they okay. went in for an interview for two spots, eight people for two open pilot slot pot spots, basically. Wow. Um, other than that, wow. like movement in the flight school, zero. Like we're we are not hiring anyone, no flight instructors, nothing. Um, I think some of that has to do with the PPP loans that we have, but uh, other than that, yeah, we're not really moving along. But I'd say that right now, if you if funds are still liquid, um, it's a good time to start flight training because hopefully by the time someone would be ready to go to the airlines the industry will be picking up again. Right. And a lot of um, older pilots are going to retire, of which there are a lot. Um, You know, just last year, there was going to be massive pilot shortages. And those pilot shortages aren't going to go away. It's just we have to wait for the the market to return to to some sort of semblance of 
of the last decade. And I think that within the next couple of years, you might see that um, most of the airline CEOs, you know, will tell you that and have said publicly that they think that we're several years out from that. But like you had said, that there's a process to get to that point. And by the time you're completed or by the time it is completed, um, you know, you, you should be in the uptick of, of the airline industry in the mid 2000s, the mid 2020s, I should say. Yeah. And um, what are they going to say? Yeah. Um, a lot of airlines, the major airlines, at least were offering early retirements to a lot of these, these captains. Right. So, so when we get back to hopefully, you know, uh, pre COVID travel numbers, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of jobs for pilots. Yeah, because those older, more tenured slash expensive pilots are retiring at record rates. Yeah. Because yeah. the airlines are yeah. offering generous bio packages and a lot of them, you know, their 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 plane types are being retired. You know, if I'm a triple seven captain, I might not want to retrain to go work on the E three fifty if I'm fifty eight, you know. I might just right. say that's it. I've flown the triple seven for 25 years, 20 years, and that's it. I don't want to fly anything else. And I don't want to retrain for another plane type or move over and be not a captain on another plane type for a while or something. And to the audience, this is uh, this podcast is now called plain simple. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We've completely co-opted it. Yeah. But, we um, have yeah. Complete... Do you yeah, have a photo submission section? I'll have to. Um, I'll send you all my photos from my my trip on the A350. I'm sure all of your listeners are so concerned about Delta's A350 with oh, absolutely, a they, they, and a sliding door, a little sliding yeah. door. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the the joke goes: Mark, my co-host, would usually say, "Planes that fly over Terry's house." dot com. Um, and I really do want to buy that domain name and host our podcast on that domain. I think that would be good. But, but uh, yeah, we'll see. That is that is a good domain. You should buy it. Why don't you buy it? I'll buy it. Because um, this podcast is run on pretty much no money <laughs> at all. Okay, well, domains are... I bought it's a lot of like, domains this year. Yeah, it's probably like a dollar because no one's going to want that. But I don't know. Well, obviously, um, maybe, somebody wants it. Yeah, I do. I want it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, we start a, a Patreon. Or Mark and I can do a, a calendar, like a fo- photo calendar, and put on OnlyFans. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark and I can do an OnlyFans. Oh, okay. Well, I've never, I've never heard of any other use for that besides something else that I don't think I can say on here. So, um, you can I, absolutely say whatever you want. That we have an explicit tag; it's all ready to go. I, I don't know. Than- I, I, I really don't. Just for my <laughs> own public facing, I can't. But <laughs> I mean, I think OnlyFans is mostly for, you know, very low quality, you know homemade porn but that's that's just what i know of oh no well we we would make it the good stuff we would go we would be pretty premium i think oh okay okay premium <laughs> we, we're, I... we're not gonna we're, <laughs> we're we're gonna go the uh uh 
I don't know, the premium route. Okay. Well, maybe we'll sell some bath water too while we're at it. Interesting. I don't know where this podcast has gone. I we um I, the the yeah the 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 way this podcast goes is we just kind of talk until we get to a topic and then we keep you going. You start through. with hockey and end up with bath water. Selling yeah, bath yeah. water. We um I like to call we are the Seinfeld of podcast. It's a show about nothing. Okay. That's good. I mean, I quite like that. I, I'm ready to move on from topic to topic. I told you about that. All right. Or so. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it. And, um, yeah, uh, most podcasts have a, a structure an intro, the interview meet section and whatever else. And they might have other little bits. Uh, we, we just wing it every time. No preparation well, going in. Do you have any ads? Do you play ads? No, no do ads. Do- no one. No one wants to sponsor us. <laughs> well, but that's the best part of a podcast is to hear about Squarespace. It's, yeah. Or, speaking of um, speaking of sponsors, box, this this podcast has been brought to you by Grove um, or Sonos Soundbar. <laughs> I I do love the ads. You know, if I'm listening to a podcast and they do a really good ad, yeah, I love it. I think it's fantastic. I don't know why I find it so funny. Yeah, I. (laughs) The only reason I I heard about Stitch Fix is because of a podcast ad, actually. Right, Stitch Fix. So it works. It works. So whoever's listening out there that that you know works in the marketing department of some major corporation, please sponsor us. I say this every episode, and no one's no one's contacted me. So. Yeah, we can just make up products and then just sell them to nobody. There we go. There we what go. What product should we sell? What um, do we need? What do people, Terry, if we're thinking about your audience right now, yeah, your listener, what do they mm-hmm. need? What is not complete in their life that some product that we're going to make up right now and then pretend to sell is going to, is going to change their life? Um, happiness. Okay. Antidepressants, money. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so so edible Xanax in the form of hundred dollar bills. There we go. Perfect. Edible hundred dollar bills that contain some like a Xanax type drug inside. Right, right. And just so the FDA doesn't come after us, you must get a prescription first. It's yes. It only is. It is not OTC. You must. Right, Please visit right. your doctor to, to see if if um, right. Stax is right for you. Stax. Very good. Yeah. S-T-A-X. Stax. Uh, there we go. S-T-A-X. Yes. Because <laughs> it has to always <laughs> just slice two letters off. And please ask your doctor if Stax is right for you. Side effects can include death. Death. I love when they say that. You may feel yeah. the urge to kill yourself, yeah, but to, don't please, worry. Don't worry. Don't operate heavy machinery while, while on stacks. <laughs> right. Don't operate your garbage disposal while on stacks. It won't work. Um, Jesus. Okay. Stacks. Stacks. All right. We'll trademark we can, this. And yeah, you think we can make it to market? <laughs> no, but I think we should go on Shark Tank. I think that. I like Shark I Tank. I would go on Shark Tank. 
Yeah, I've never seen a single episode of Shark Tank, ever. Really? Well, it, I love it because they make fun of most people. Sometimes they like a product and then I don't like it because it's no fun. But most yeah. times it's like someone will come out and be like, this, I invented underwear that also is a dog collar or whatever. And then like, and then, they just, and then it's really bad. And I love that part. I love that. And then one of the sharks will ask like, well, what's your revenue? And, and they like, won't know or something. And those are the yeah. ones I love. But then the success stories, I don't, I don't care. Cause that just means the sharks are getting rich. But I love when they shred the bad ones because they're really funny. They're bad. I can't tell if they went on there as a joke or if they really put their entire life savings into into yeah. dog collar underwear. I don't know. And I, I made I've that seen, up. Jesus. I, I've seen products at, at the store that on the box it says as seen on Shark Tank. So there's some success at least. No, they have some success. In fact, there's yeah. bagel bites in our freezer right now that are from from a Shark Tank person. Oh, mm-hmm. I think you can. I can uh, bring bagels. this to market. Yeah, we got it. We we go on Shark Tank. Uh, I didn't go to business school for nothing. Yeah, well, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you're gonna have to do the heavy lifting here. <laughs> I mean, you're the one with a with a startup company, so. Well, well, I don't do the numbers. I mean, I do. It's scary. QuickBooks does most of it, though. By the way. If you guys haven't heard of QuickBooks, go to quickbooks.com. There you go. There's my ad. Jesus Christ. Also, I think QuickBooks, I work with QuickBooks at the flight school, and I think it's pretty garbage for the most part. I love it. I could not do anything. I mean, I couldn't do anything without it. Uh, Just nothing. Um, I hate numbers. I hate everything. So, But just today, I hired a business intern, and... Um, they're going to be helping me with some things, projections and whatnot, which I think we can do on QuickBooks. Don't know. Don't care. But I can do <laughs> payroll on QuickBooks. I can invoice my yeah. clients on QuickBooks. I can pretend to upload receipts. Um, and, yeah, it's really great. I like it. QuickBooks. And then they just take a small fee of everything you do. Of course, because why not? I wouldn't be here without QuickBooks. So I'm a success story so far. That's good. That that is good. So um, you said that your startup it, it's involved with with politics. What what do you do? What exactly? What kind of services do you provide? So we our goal is to work for um, for the little fish and. My co-founder and I, my co-founder, Jamie Fullerton, her name is, last name is Fullerton, which is weird because I live in Fullerton. Um, Terry, you live in Fullerton. Or do I do live, live in, in Fullerton. Okay. Fullerton. Could never tell. Um, it's right on the border. It is very, very much on the border. But, um, so Fullerton, last name Fullerton. But, but we, we worked on large campaigns and there's lots of resources, lots of money. And we wanted to to take that and bring it down to small level races, lower level down ballot races like state, house, um, county commissioner, um, city council. And so that's what we do. 
we have a dozen clients across the country from congressional race to um, to city council. Um, we have some city council races here in California. And, you know, we we work for people that wouldn't have consultants otherwise, would probably not even run for office otherwise. And we help them set up fundraising programs and increase the amount of revenue that they get in through fundraising so that they can do things that candidates need. Um, our goal is to make campaigning cheaper, more transparent, um, better bang for your buck. We don't like things like mailers and wasteful, um, you know, wasteful initiatives um, that other consultants will tell politicians to do just because the money's there. And that's what you did the last 50 years. So we I, go ahead. I, I want to tell you how many mailers I get every day. The stack, my recycle bin is full of campaign yeah. ads. Aren't they terrible? For, I think we can universally yeah. agree, right? I mean, there's not much that we can, that people can agree on. I think you and I, yeah. Terry, but you know, we're a divided place, but I think we can all come together and say that mailers are stupid, right? I mean, yeah, no it's one just reads a them. significant waste. Um, no one reads them. And, you know, it, you're spending all this money, right? And it's a lot of money. You know, most of the races we work on, the number one expense is mail. And it's stupid. Um, you know, we advise against it. A lot of times, um, unless we have targeting that we do, which you can you can target it, so you know that the person receiving your mail might be receptive to it. You know, even at that point, I don't really think people love to um, look at a flyer in their mail. Um, and people generally spend about one or two seconds looking at it, maybe three if you're lucky before it goes in the in the pile or in directly into the recycle mm -hmm. um, yeah today and I, it's I very expensive yeah and that's what people do they throw them away and so you're spending all this money democrats use union print shops because they're basically forced to by the unions that endorse them and so it's a significant cost and it's really stupid and i think that we should ban them as as a people we should just say this is not a thing anymore because campaigns at the end of the day ruin all mediums, right? We've ruined mail, ruined. We've ruined phone calls, ruined. We've ruined text messaging. I mean, I don't know about you, but I get lots of text messages now. So ruined. Now they're going to ruin Facebook, Instagram, all of this stuff. I think Facebook's already time. ruined, but. <laughs> well, I think it is too. Um, I think when your platform is able to be used as a weapon, you know, by all sorts of, you know, interests, um, ulterior groups, then I think you've, you've failed as a platform. Yeah. You know, but so, yeah, um, I think a lot of people and most of the audience here uh pretty involved invested in this year's election and as everyone should be how how important in your opinion is this election for the future of this country 
I think we lost you there for a little bit. Oh, I'm back. Okay. Can you hear me? You're going to have to say, it. yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. I'll just start over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think the selection is, is critically important um, for a couple of reasons. One is we've just had Ruth Bader Ginsburg die and um, we're going to need a president that is willing to stand up for a lot of these things that we hold for granted now. Um, reproductive rights, um, equality, LGBTQ protections for workers, um, marriage equality, immigration. Um, a lot of these things could be decided by a court that might may now be, you know, more hostile to to some of the ideas that we've come to accept as 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 a majority of Americans now for at least our lifetime. Um, and the other thing is that we our, our, our social DNA, our social fabric has been eroded in such a way that, um, you know, we wake up in the morning, you check your phone, Trump did something, the Republicans did something, the Democrats are yelling something, and it just continues throughout the day. And, and then it ends with someone did something. And, you know, eight years ago, there was just a time where maybe you didn't think about politics for a week. And now, uh, you know, those days seem so, so impossible to us. But I think that this election is important because it'll help us get back to a state where we can return to our regularly scheduled programming. And people who say, I'm fed up with politics. Why do I have to care? My vote doesn't matter. You know, it does. And you can tell because we're talking about politics 24-7. You know, let's put a responsible leader in there. Let's elect good govern, um, government officials. And let's get back to a place where we don't have to think about our standing in the world. You know, is our president going to bomb somebody? every hour of the day, we can just sort of be ourselves. And I think that's what America wants to get back to is um, not having to think about it every second. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, got, it's gotten to the point where uh, house of cards just doesn't seem to so uh, out there anymore. And or V. To, Oh yeah, or Veep. If you've watched Veep. I think it. I think that the world we live in is just a mix of those two shows, House of Cards <laughs> and Veep, together. And then that's it. That's the Trump administration. And uh, it's gotten to the point where satire articles about politics. I can't even tell what's real and what's not anymore. Right. Well, why do you think it's the most important election? Do you think it's I, an everything... critically important election? Absolutely. I, I think um, these last four years have really divided our country and, and we're, I think we're tearing ourselves apart from the inside. Um, and so, yeah, we need someone better um, that can hopefully get us back to somewhat normal because uh, now we're letting out you know, other international interests get in the way of, of our elections and everything and and uh we need to see past all the 
tampering, I think. Right. Well, and there's so many parts of America that are hurting right now. And to see the president just landing at Air Force Base after Air Force Base and having rally after rally on the tarmac, um, you know, as as these groups are 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 still hurting, whether from COVID, whether from economic distress, um, you know, workers being hurt by the president's tariffs, um, farmers, um, folks at the border who have been, you know, unfairly treated um, or whatnot. Or, I think that or the children I, separated from their their parents. Absolutely. Who are still separated. Some of them, they can't find their parents. I just read an article today um, about how the government can't find a lot of their parents. Um, so they have, you know, children who they can't reunite with their families. And, it, and you know, what is, what is the purpose of that? Um, as a law enforcement policy, you know, maybe you might want to think that through. Um, but just so many mistakes. And as these groups are looking for leadership, they're getting um, none. And I think that, you know, the Democrats, I think the country had a messiah problem after Obama, where we went, everybody is just going to be Obama now. Um, and everyone's going to, you know, make us salivate with their um, beautiful oration and, and temperament and whatever. And it's going to be this, you know, rock star figure. And, you know, Joe Biden is not that. Joe Biden is like, you know, Uncle Joe that lives down the street and is a really nice guy, right? And so he doesn't have that rock star flair or that good oration. He has a stutter. He sometimes feels like he doesn't know what he's talking about. But, you know, I think you can say he's a good person. And I think that people are genuinely attracted to that right now, right? I think it would be weird going back two decades and going, well, what would be a great overarching quality for a president and someone would say i think that they are just a really good nice person i think we would have said other things um that they are very smart or intelligent or great at whatever and now it's very weird how we've gotten to the point well he's just great he's just a nice person he's you know and i i think it's it shows where we're at where we're just content with you know grandpa joe is gonna just bring things back to normal (laughs) Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, a reality TV star was not the right choice. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Like, yeah. In the past, like, I, sure, we've had, we've had Republican presidents, and we'll find whatever. But you know, they they seem like they knew what they were doing. Still, with, with this president, I just feel like. He got in over his head, didn't know what, what he was doing, and um, I, I, don't I don't think he meant to win. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't think he no. thought he was going to think. I didn't think he knew he would win. Yeah, I, I think this is probably um, a marketing stunt for his company or whatever, and then, oops, I won. Yeah, totally. And I, I mean, I, he had a lot of... right. You know, there was this big investigation about whether he colluded with Russia or not. I think he's too stupid to collude with Russia. I think that Russia um, said, oh, we'll, we'll just take him, right? Or, you know, they saw a hollow human 
and they said we can easily manipulate. And they didn't have to collude. They just they just helped him. And um, they did a good job, and they sowed a lot of chaos, which they still are doing. Just today, the, um, the FBI came out and said that um, the Russians are doing some interesting stuff, and so is Iran. But, you know, he didn't have to collude. The Russians said, this guy is great. Hillary will come after us. You know, we don't want her. Let's put in this guy because, you know, he loves powerful leaders. He'll love Putin. He wants a Trump Tower in Moscow. Um, and, and that's what they did. And, and so he didn't think he was going to win, and he won. And then, because he's so vain, he has to hold on to it. Um, but he really doesn't have any taste for governing. He doesn't have, a, he doesn't care about it. You know, with the coronavirus, right? Um, he's shown that he doesn't really care about policy or experts or um, the right call or putting, you know, the health of the country above. Um, politics, electoral politics. No, he really just cares about showmanship. And there was a little while where his advisors were telling him, you know, stay inside, be a good role model, whatever. And he's just thrown it all out. And now he's doing rallies. And that's where he is comfortable. Yeah, speaking out, you know, to a crowd of people. <laughs> right. That's what he was. What so he's was. a really rally TV star. That's what he does. And that's 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 what he will do. My thing is, if he loses, which I think will happen, but if he loses, um, will he just go away? No. Because most presidents, there's this thing, right? Where there's this, you know, there's this unspoken pact where when you're no longer president, you sort of mostly keep quiet, you know? And you let whoever is succeeded you be uh, a you know a voice for the public and then whoever is leading the parties or whatever you, you as a leader of the country you take a step back george bush senior did this bill clinton um did this to a large extent um you know and the democrats were all upset about george bush george w bush in the 2000s but bill didn't really get involved um Obama did this over the last four years until now where he said, I'm going to use my voice because this is important. But I, I think Trump won't, you know, I think Trump will, I think Trump will fly his 757 around the country and just hold rallies. Like he was like, he's still president. Like it'll be next year, this time it'll be October, 2021. And Trump will just be flying around, make America great again. And he'll just keep doing it. But, but this time he'll charge for tickets. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So do you think, in your opinion, do you think uh, if he loses this election, do you think he'll run again for 2024? No, no, no. Because the worst thing for him will be defeat. But, and he, you know, he's so scared of losing that he would never, I mean, he's going to be defeated by what I think is a growing um, a increasingly large uh, number um, yeah. if current trends hold. And, you know, we all thought this about 20, I mean, I don't know about, I thought this about 2016 I, yeah. and turned out to be incredibly inaccurate. But 
um, there's there's quite a bit of polling and quite a bit of um, energy towards uh, Biden. The money is there. Um, the early voting is there. The polling is there. Um, and now we just need to finish out the remaining couple of weeks. And but my thing is is I don't even know about 2024, right? Is he going to? No, I don't think so. I don't think he wanted to get into this in the first place. I think he had to pay off some debt. But now he's so in, in he's, you know, he Trump's going to be facing criminal charges um, and civil charges when he leaves because he will not have the immunity of being um, the president. He will not have right. executive privilege and he will not be able to stop all of his, um, you know, his hoodlums from from testifying to Congress. He won't be able to stop them anymore. And, and he won't have a DOJ that's complacent. And he complacent. won't have to, right, he won't have a DOJ. And he will have to testify himself. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are very upset about a lot of things in Congress, including Republicans, who, if he loses, by the way, are going to turn on him very quickly, just like they did to, to, to just like they turned toward him. Um, the Republicans have proven themselves extremely opportunistic with how they want to position their the party. And, you know, most of the establishment was very, they were the never Trumpers. And when he was elected and flexed that muscle, they quickly, um, you know, bowed down to him. But yeah. when he loses and if we deliver some sort of landslide victories, Democrats, they'll quickly turn against him. And then you'll see people not really protecting him anymore, especially in Congress. So you could see him brought up on charges of, you could see him indicted for things like, you know, collusion or, um, or I don't know, about, you know, all sorts of things, um, tax evasion, you know, inappropriate use of, of, of government funds or whatever for, spending millions of dollars yeah. on secret service rooms at his resorts. Um, so I don't know, 2024, I think he's in jail, but yeah, right. yeah we'll see. We will really see. Um, that was a lot of heavy talk. Um, uh, we can, we're getting close to our, we try to keep our, our podcast down to about an hour ish. So okay. that way we don't, you know, so uh, there's two things, two questions that we always ask every guest. Um, the first one being, we haven't done this in a very long time, but I want to bring it back, maybe. Um, I want to ask you, what song do you think you hear that will make white people automatically start dancing? I'm bringing Sexy back. Okay. Sexy back. Justin Timberlake. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Good. No one, no one said that one yet. A lot of people have said, um, uh, "Oh, what song is it?" I forget now. Uh, <laughs> we've had, uh, I think, we've had Sweet Caroline on there. Uh, we've had people say, that's a good one. "Yeah, uh, uh, don't stop believing." People have said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Uh, but yeah, no one said JT. You're the first one. 
Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, I was at a wedding and they played it, so that's why I thought about it. I thought, okay. Of course, of course. <laughs> and uh, the other question that we ask, uh, so we have this segment. You, you're, you've watched Seinfeld, yes? I have. Uh, you've, you remember the episode uh, where Elaine says the top of the muffin, that is the best, most scrumptious part of the muffin, and the stump is the part that you throw away. I do not remember that, but I, I agree with that opinion of a muffin, yes. Okay, so on our podcast, we have a segment called Top of the Muffin to Ya. And basically, the top of the muffin, the best thing that happened to you this week, and the stump of the muffin, the worst thing that happened to you this week. Interesting. Interesting. Well, it's only Wednesday. That is true. It is um, Wednesday. Okay. When we're recording well, this. Well, I'll... I'll start with the stump. Oh, when we're recording this, of course. Okay. So I'll start with the stump, which is that I flew back from Michigan on Saturday of last week. And so I'm considering that this week. And on Sunday, I had a sore throat. And so immediately, I have COVID. That is what right. my brain is telling me. Exactly. And so I, I, I spiraled for a while, checked my temperature every 15 minutes, which of course it was completely normal. But I, st- and then I was tasting things like they say that your taste is an indicator. So I'm like licking different things. You know, can I truly taste, or <laughs> is it just my imagination? Does the cinnamon roll? Actually, can I actually taste it, or is my brain just saying, "Well, this is what a cinnamon roll tastes like"? And then, you know, I'm doing all these sorts of weird things, and then smell. Am I coughing? Maybe I'm starting to cough because I, you know, but I wasn't coughing, and so then I got a COVID test, and it hasn't come back yet, but I'm pretty sure that I'm negative. So I'm at home. I'm isolating. Yeah. But if anyone, if anyone. Once no, I think airplanes are incredibly safe. I flew home and I think it was very safe. So I think I don't. And I feel completely fine now. So I think it might have just been some post air travel um, sore throat syndrome. Let's see. Yeah, what is that? The, cabin, the cabins are, are... <laughs> sore throat syndrome. I, I think that's P A. I, I was trying to acronym it, but too many words. Yeah. Too many words. So, wait, post air. Airplane travel syndrome, P-A-T-S. Okay, PATS. If you Pats. or a loved one suffer from PATS, Pats. consider taking don't fly. stacks. No, no, <laughs> yeah, consider, consider taking stacks. <laughs> consider taking stacks. Please consult your, your doctor, doctor yeah. today. Yeah. To, t- <laughs> to see if stacks is right for you. Which is okay, also I- great because it's two-folded because you'll just pass out on the plane. Um, yeah, yeah. Please do not take stacks with two glasses of whiskey, oh, unless God. you want to have the best time of your life. <laughs> so, since, and so uh, the top my... of the muffin. Wait, I yes. got to do the top of the muffin. That's right. That's right. So the top of the muffin. Um, the top of the muffin is that. Well, I'm just going to do a future top. So the top of the muffin is that I am going to fly on the A350 tomorrow. So there it is. Very excited about this, if, if all of your viewers can tell. Yeah. 
Um, I've never flown on it personally. Uh, I, I did drop my mom off to uh, Tom Bradley to take it to go to China uh, last year, I think it was. Um, from the outside, it looks like a nice airplane. Did she did she give it good reviews? To her, an airplane's an airplane. <laughs> oh, I don't understand those people. To, to most it. people, to most people, an airplane is an airplane. They they couldn't tell you if they were on an A three fifty or a seven eight seven or or a seven thirty seven they or an A three twenty. No one would know. Isn't that sad? Oh, I'm, all of you people. It's such a lonely world not knowing whether you're on a 737 or a 737 Max. It's very... Yeah, one one will kill you and one will not. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. I have nowhere to go on that one. I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, uh, the, although the they're, they are testing the fixes, I guess the FAA and Boeing pilots are, are back testing that thing. So Yeah, in fact, the FAA commissioner... Flew it himself. He's a former pilot, I believe, at Delta. Hmm. See, that's and what we need in government. It himself. Yeah. Right. We need more pilots in government. That's what I'm. <laughs> well, we do <laughs> uh, have a we do have a NASA astronaut who is also a pilot. Um, I believe all astronauts have to be pilots. Um, I don't think so. Not the science people and the no the botanists and stuff. I don't think so. No, okay. only the pilot. Well, maybe that was only back the... in Apollo. That might have been back in like way. Yeah, back. because well, they were all like military guys anyway. Nowadays, yeah. we're more science science based guys. Well, he's running for Senate in Arizona, and we might have an astronaut. Yeah. Wow. In Senate. At, and there are there are I think three Navy SEAL astronauts. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's watching. Would you go to space? Okay, so space um, is a thousand bucks. So it's okay, fine. Say you got rich and you could okay. go. You could go up on Branson's Virgin Galactic or yep. whatever, right? You know, you want to go up with Elon Musk whenever he figures out what exactly he's going to do. So then, here, okay, here's the thing. Since Mojave is now the spaceport, you and I will, will hop into an airplane at Fullerton, we'll fly to Mojave, park the plane. And then get into a Virgin Galactic uh, spaceship and, and go over to space for the day. I thought it was in the New Mexico desert. No, uh, Mo- Mojave is where Virgin Galactic wants to start doing commercial service out of. Oh. I think it's called Mojave Spaceport. Yeah. Well, there you Mojave go. Spaceport. We'll fly out there and we'll just go to space for the day. Uh, to answer your question, would I go to space? Yeah, I would. Um, I-, I think, yes, I would. What I what I you feel. if you were to ask me, what about another planet? Would you go to Mars, or if we eventually have a you know, a, a moon colony or a Mars colony, would you go? No, no, I I will stay on this one. Yeah, I I am of the same opinion. I would stay. Unfortunately, oh. that is too too far <laughs> from me. Too far from home. Even if it was in an airplane, it would be too far for Steven. Jesus, in an airplane, it'd take even longer. <laughs> Actually, technically, no, because once you get into space, it's all the same, I guess. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, Steven, thanks for coming on the, the podcast today. I think uh, 
you had a lot of good stuff to say about very important things that's going on in this country right now. Um, sure, we, we didn't do as much comedy as we normally would. Uh, I, I like to say that Mark brings most of the humor and I'm here for the little stuff, the little jokes here and there. But um, hey, if, if this well, I... episode does well, um, we'll fire Mark and then you can be my, my co-host. Fantastic. What's the paycheck? Yeah. Uh, zero dollars, zero cents. Okay. So kind of like mine. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What are you ready making? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much just making that. When you start your own company, you take sacrifices. And when you take, when you start your own podcast, you, um, yeah. you have to sacrifice Absolutely. as well. But I, I, yeah, I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not as funny as, as, as your co-host as well. So, um, apologies to all of your viewers but it was it was a great time i had a lot of fun and um you know i'd, I'd love to to come back in the future and i hope that all of yeah. your your listeners enjoyed <laughs> my 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 beloved stories of the a350 trip coming up but oh absolutely um, absolutely there <laughs> um <laughs> they're all rolling yeah. their eyes right now and hoping that it ends i they're probably not even listening at this point so <laughs> oh no that's terrible <laughs> uh, but if you are still listening uh thanks for listening if you're not subscribed to the podcast please subscribe uh leave us a review give us whatever you think we deserve if it's one star okay fine if it's five stars thank you um 69 percent of you are not subscribed so um uh yeah subscribe Yeah.